June 6, 2022, marks the 40th anniversary of the band that has rocked and shocked, thrashed and trashed, and blasted its way into shock and roll history. Your band, the world's band, my band, Wasp. For over 10 years, we have not toured on U.S. soil, but starting in October 2022, we return. So join Wasp in Detroit, Michigan, along with special guest Armored Saint at Harpo's on Friday, November 11th. Welcome to another episode of the Slam Fest podcast, where we bring the premier rock concert pregaming experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. So back to a real-time show. Two Slam Fest crew members joined me in Detroit for a show this past Friday. One of them had never seen the headliner before, and that someone is joining me on this episode. This episode is going to revolve around the Wasp Armored Saint show I saw on November 11th, 2022 at Harpo's Concert Theater in Detroit, Michigan. And to help me recap the show and talk about Wasp and Armored Saint, welcome back to the show, Andrew. Hey, happy to be here. I almost have the filth scrubbed off after a weekend in Detroit. And specifically Harpo's. Yeah. (laughs) And we will obviously talk about that uh, that venue again i've covered it a couple times on the podcast but it's always fun to go back there and go to a show and obviously recap the show so wasp is on their 40th anniversary tour they haven't toured properly toured the states in 10 years so andy and my brother matt flew up for the detroit show this past weekend and an interesting note, two other Slamfest members, Jay and Andy's brother Brad, saw this tour back on November 6th in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And who knows, maybe someone listening saw the viral video of Jay. <laughs> If not, I might have to post a link of some sort to the slam fest. It is, it is something. It's something else for sure. And then, by the way, quick side note. So, thanks to Gary Cap. Gary has been on the podcast. He helped me recap Creatures Fest back in May. He sent me, and it sounds like I've been listening to some other podcasts, and I think he did this for all the podcasts that he listens to, but he sent me a magnet with the Slamfest logo on it. So thank you, Gary, for sending that out. It is on our fridge as we speak. Appreciate that gift. 
So, Andy, jumping into the backgrounds with the bands on the bill, I've covered Wasp a couple times, so I've talked about how I got into them, but we were texting back and forth, and there's something I left out that I want to bring up. But what is your background with Wasp? Well, as you say a lot, most of my music background came from older brother, so that was a big part of it. And I seem to recall videos of Wasp along the way too. Even though I grew up in a household without MTV, uh, the videos were somewhere. I don't know if we recorded them somewhere, if they were on Friday night videos. So I would say early or mid eighties, uh, we became aware of Wasp in my house, but I had nothing to do with it. I owned none of it. I probably, Brad had, my brother Brad had the albums, but I don't remember that. I'm sure he did, at least the first couple. And beyond that, it's just been a, a journey of retrospection over the last few weeks. So what I'm what I was mentioning with regards to, again, I talked about my history on previous episodes, but I don't I guess I don't know how this popped into my head, but Andy and I were texting each other. So my next door neighbor I brought up before Matthew got married in Panhandle of Nebraska in 2001 and I was living in Kansas City at the time flew to Denver with Holly rented a car drove up to the small town in western Nebraska for the festivities and Andy I don't know were you in Omaha we came from Salt Lake City. Salt Lake. Okay. Okay. Yep. So why I'm bringing this up and what this has to do with Wasp. So at the end of the reception, which was epic <laughs> on its own, even without this, this little tidbit, somehow the DJ let me at least, I don't know if anyone else was going through his CD collection books right with the sleeves and cds and i'm going through going through going through and came across wasp's debut <laughs> album for some reason i don't i mean i mean it probably was stuck in there it hadn't been taken out ever if this is his wedding reception you know cd cases but somehow at the very end of the night, we were looking through it and we got him to play <laughs> play a song, which I guess I would uh, venture to guess this might be one of the few and only times Wasp was played at a wedding, Andy. <laughs> Probably, yes. I, I'm sure there are stories out there somewhere, but I'm aware of none other than yours. So... Right, so we got him to play I Want to Be Somebody, first song on there. Played it, and then the almost as funny, making our way back to the hotel. So Holly was driving whatever, maybe our rental car. I guess I don't remember. And we had a bunch of people in there, Mike, obviously, who's been on the podcast. Andy was in there, and I think there was a video camera rolling even in the car. <laughs> And at least on the video, and I don't necessarily remember it, but 
and we were trying to see if we could uncover the video and we couldn't but just constant cry outs being yelled cry out! <laughs> by by Ullman and me and probably you andy as well just making holly's drive unbearable unfortunately yeah your wife was a real trooper that's for sure Luckily, it wasn't far. I remember it not being far, but we were in rare form and just heard Wasp at a, at a wedding reception. So anyway, good stuff. <laughs> and felt very poorly the next day. I remember that. <clears throat> Definitely. Well, yeah. And then the other piece of it where my brother was in the car and we got taken back to our hotel and we had our dog with us and... My parents were watching the dog and went to their room to get the dog, and they were hesitant on giving <laughs> my dog to me in the shape that we were in. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? So, <laughs> proud moment uh, in my in my history for sure. So, what about Armored Saint, Andrew? I have no past, no <laughs> present, and no future with Armored Saint. <laughs> So, first time covering Armored Saint for me, I can remember the March of the Saint album cover. Brother had either the album or cassette. I remember the Can You Deliver video. But I never owned any of it until I acquired the 2001 compilation called Nod to the Old School, which is actually a really cool compilation and we're going to talk about a compilation a little bit later in this episode but you know it had a couple of new songs had live versions of songs had demos of some of their stuff good quality demos you know of, of their of some of their hits and that type of thing which was cool they had a robin trower cover <laughs> and a judas priest cover on there Day of the Eagle from Trower and Never Satisfied from Priest. So again, kind of off the off the beaten path type stuff. Anyway, cool compilation, which is what I had. And then when they started releasing new stuff in 2010, starting with La Raza was the name of that album. I started acquiring it as that stuff came out and then went backwards from there. So other than this, I'd, I'd seen them twice before, 2008. 2015 i i feel like they're underrated their their stuff is inter I, i'll use the word interesting <laughs> it's not your run-of-the-mill cookie cutter type stuff it it definitely is unique and his his vocal and vocal delivery i think is unique and i'm a fan i'm a fan of theirs and uh it's unfortunate that they didn't uh didn't get bigger but that's my that's my background with Armored Saint. Why Why do you think that is, that they didn't get bigger? I know there can be a million ingredients that go into or don't go into someone making it, but because they've been around forever. They've been around. <laughs> yeah. It's, they've been, it's, not, it's not like they just came around. I mean, they've been there, but never got over. What happened? Yeah. And again, it's kind of like those two, there were like two videos from that March of the Saint album. And then after that, it, it seemed to fade. And I don't know the history of whether it was a management deal. Again, I think they opened for people, right? But they were just one of those, 
one of those bands that never never took the next step. Maybe it was because it, it wasn't cookie cutter. You know, it was a little bit off of center a little bit and maybe just didn't uh, didn't appeal and the record company didn't push them. I don't know. Good question. I don't Good know. question. Just wanted, wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So the weekend, so I picked you guys up at the Detroit airport Friday morning. You guys had an early morning. <laughs> 2.30 wake up was my time. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, and I know Matt hates traveling on show day, but he'll do it if it's <laughs> if it's the first plane out. Yeah. So luckily, no issues. I think you guys got in early and that was all good. You know, this is 9.30. So had to utilize our time, you know, very, very creatively. So we went shopping for alcohol. <laughs> what else first things do? first, what else do you do, right? I mean, Matt said, hey, do you want to do a drive by the venue? I said, sure, we got time. And somebody said, well, yeah, should we go to a party store? And sure enough, there's no shortage of party stores in the Detroit metropolitan area. So we looked one up and we hit it. So got our stash and I had coolers and we got, got it all iced down, ready to roll. Did a drive by the, the venue. So Andy, I'll, yeah, I'd like to get your, your opinion of, <laughs> of the neighborhood. And I, I did write down meth woman in my, Oh my gosh. <laughs> in my notes. Cause we got off of I-94, major, major freeway through, you know, East Detroit, got off the, the exit for, uh, for Harper Avenue and the stoplight and we needed to turn left. I think there was a homeless dude on the corner and then I don't know what that was. Yeah, I, I've been fortunate or unfortunate to live a pretty sheltered life, but the homeless guy didn't bother us. I don't think any of us were bothered by that. But the the lady who walked up behind him was tweaking big time. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen some serious tweaking in my life. But uh, that <laughs> she was she was right up there in the top three. But uh, it's one of those red lights you want to run, and I think the, <laughs> the cops would let you. They would be fine with it. Exactly. And the exactly. neighborhood. It's rough over there, man. That place is run down. Roll them up. Yeah. And I think if you judged Harpo's by its cover, you're you're a little nervous about that. I mean, the walking inside was a whole different experience, but yeah, yeah, it's rough over there. Lots of trash, lots of shelled out houses, lots of boarded up businesses and houses, lots of empty parking lots with weeds growing and it's overgrown kind of, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a bit of a scene out of a movie definitely definitely so yeah the the bls show i've covered there which was my first time there which was uh experience and then obviously sebastian bach just about a year ago seeing him over there so yeah it's a it's a jewel <laughs> of a venue kind of in the middle of uh of a very very rough area of, of detroit so from there, went and had a great meal at Mexican Town. Authentic stuff was was good. Casino hopped for a little bit, and then made our way back to our our hotel. And we'll we'll get into the uh, we'll get into the pre gaming piece 
later later in the episode. But got a lift. So yeah, we had made a decision. Hell, I think we made a decision months and months ago <laughs> that we weren't driving there and having a car out there. So we took a lift, and our our lift driver Paul was entertaining. Was local, and when we told him where we were going, he's like, "Oh, that place is is <laughs> still there." So he apparently had been there back in his teenage years, and of course we were prodding him with details and unfortunately paul didn't remember anything we're throwing band names at him and (laughs) trying to get him to talk it was good you know it was cool how that played into the character of the night i mean it could have been anybody driving a lift but we got the guy who was shocked that harpo (laughs) still existed and he had a lot of faded memory i i say numerous memories but no details of memories lots of memories of it it was very cool he was nice and super gracious with our questioning yeah no it was good yeah it was good so got off the exit and made the turn to go by harpo's and then we saw the line (laughs) and paul saw the line he's like oh boy and i guess yeah he didn't drive us to the end right he didn't drive us all the way down to the end of the line i think he went down and did a yui pulled back up closer to the venue but we kind of saw the length of the line which went on for several blocks (laughs) unfortunately in into the area that andy and i just described (laughs) (laughs) and it's and it's dark it's 7 30 you know showtime at eight Doors supposedly open at seven. I, so I, I not, you know, we weren't sure what was going on. If it was a, a computer thing, you know, if they're checking lots of will call tickets or, I, you know, yeah, we didn't know. But we got in line and, and listened to interesting conversations around us as we made our, <laughs> as we made our way to the entrance. Yeah, we felt safe in that line. I mean, once, once you get in line with the fellow metalheads or rockers or whatever you want to call us yep you know you always kind of get that same warm fuzzy feeling i mean everybody's in the same boat you know you've got uh <laughs> misfits of all kinds you know we're all misfits in our own way and so yeah other than being freezing i had no complaints and we had a yeah. place we could pee behind the <laughs> shelled out building so that was okay that was good yeah the only thing we were missing we should have should have brought some we should have brought a couple bottles you know some bottles of beer there were other people yeah there were other people partaking and you know but yeah so i was a little obviously concerned with getting in for for armored saint didn't want to miss them matt didn't want to miss them we then we heard something about that hey they're going to come on 20 minutes later than eight or you know that type of thing to to accommodate the situation with the with the line so we unfortunately we ended up missing a few of their songs i'm not positive where we where we came in and you know when we when we got in though it's yeah it was a little confusing because there was a metal detector that you either did or didn't go through and then we got into kind of another line just showed our ids and they checked us off and gave us a ticket <laughs> pretty much that's yeah, exactly. that's all it was yeah <laughs> It did, didn't seem to make any sense once we got in there, but yeah, 
whatever was yeah. happening, at least it was moving reasonably quickly. Yep. Yep. So let's get into the show. So Armored Saint set list, Reign of Fire, End of the Attention Span, Long Before I Die, Last Train Home, Chemical Euphoria, Standing on the Shoulder of Giants, Symbol of Salvation, Win Hands Down, Can You Deliver, and ended the set with March of the Saint. So zero songs off of their EP, two off of March of the Saint, one off of Delirious Nomad, one off of Raising Fear, three off of Symbol of Salvation, zero off of Revelation and La Raza, one off of Win Hands Down, and two from the latest album, Punching the Sky. So again, Andy, I don't. I feel like maybe we came in at Chemical Euphoria. I, I don't know that for sure. I think that's right. First song I remember. Yes, I yeah. don't. If we saw the the track before, it was, it was maybe half. Yeah, because I know that song pretty well. <laughs> Last train home, and I, I mean, yeah, maybe we were just getting in and kind of made our way. As, clo as close to the floor as you could get. And again, this place is an old movie theater. I've talked about it. It's got a kind of a main floor. Stage is about eight feet off the ground, which is convenient. But then as it goes back, you know, there's levels and it kind of, you know, stadium standing or whatever, you know, as you, as you go back. And we made our way as close to the main floor, but just at the top of the stairs. Because it was, it was packed, man. It was, it was pretty full. Yeah, the, a couple notes about the venue. I know you've talked about it, but a, it's awesome inside. And as as a short guy, I have a lot of needs at shows. I can't see anything, uh, and so this was great. I could see from anywhere I was, and it was jam packed. So, kudos to the the way they uh, designed that a million years ago. But I realize it was for a different reason, but <laughs> right. it right. ruled. It, it was packed, but yet easy to get a beer. So we were happy about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, while we were watching Armored Saint, I, I may have uh, went to the restroom and then on my way back, just looked. Yeah, there were, there were bars, you know, kind of scattered throughout a main bar in the back back. But. There was not one. The bartender was, as I described to Andy and Matt, twiddling his thumbs. So I had to give him some business and got three beers and, and brought them up to you guys. And we watched the end of Armored Saint and eventually made our way down to the main floor. But to, so commenting on Armored Saint, you know, interesting how they, with their discography, they spread their songs out pretty good. I mean, they left some some albums blank but you know they at least had one song off of a handful three songs off of symbol of salvation which is you know probably other than march of the saint you know their most commercial commercially successful album and we'll talk about that album a little bit later as well but uh, yeah i mean i think they sounded good he sounded good and you know i was entertained by him I don't know what your thoughts were of the performance. I'm obviously way less familiar with Armored Saint and probably always will be. But I, my assessment was, I think they're great musicians. I, I think he's a great singer. 
there's something for me about it that doesn't all gel together. There's something, I don't know if it's songwriting or song arranging, something in that pocket that doesn't work for my brain. Uh, but anyway, yeah, good. Uh, people were into it. The people in the front four rows were singing every word, you know, like you see so often. Yep. So lot, tons of high energy going on at that time, which was nice and a good way to warm up literally and figuratively. Yeah. You, you might have, uh, you might have kind of answered your original question, Andy, that, you know, maybe, maybe there, yeah, there was just maybe something missing, you know, for a, for a broad appeal, you know, from them. I mean, he, you know, he was pretty, I, I don't want to use the word quirky, but even was holding the microphone kind of weird, right? I, or yeah. whatever. And just the yeah. way he kind of walked and he was wearing like a jumpsuit or something, I, you know, <laughs> like a, or whatever. I, you know, I, I mean, back in the day, I mean, he's obviously bald. So, but back in the day he had long hair, they all had long hair and, you know, so they fit that image back then. But yeah, there, there's just, again, quirky is not the right word but there's just yeah something a little bit off of center i think with them which normally doesn't appeal to me but in this case it uh it does for the most part so yeah they were good i thought they were a good opener for the headliner so moving on to the headliner so wasps set list so they started off with a medley on your knees the flame the torture never stops and inside the electric circus Love Machine, Wild Child, The Idol, The Great Misconceptions of Me, Chainsaw Charlie, Murders in the New Morgue, and ended the regular set with Blind in Texas. And then came out and did Animal, Fuck Like a Beast, The Real Me, and closed out with I Wanna Be Somebody. So interesting from their standpoint, I mean, what we just talked about uh, with Armored Saint spreading their <laughs> spreading their songs out, and we'll get into what the set list was earlier in the tour and what we ended up getting. But so the EP, one song, uh, the debut album, two songs, but then they had three songs included in that initial medley, two songs from The Last Command. One song included in the medley from electric, Inside the Electric Circus. One song from the Headless Children. Three songs from the Crimson Idol. And then nothing. <laughs> Still not black enough. All the way through Golgotha. So, you know, maybe starting with set list wise. As of November 3rd, Corpus Christi, Texas was the last time they did Crazy, Heavens Hung in Black, and Hellion, I Don't Need No Doctor, which was a medley as well. And funny enough, at that show, they didn't do Blind in Texas. <laughs> wow, amazing. <laughs> which doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, between the three of us before, you know, a week before the show, and Andy, you made that comment that you'd fly to Detroit just to see them do Crazy. <laughs> Yeah. It, and unfortunately, it was, we didn't get it. Yeah, it's because I sent that text, for <laughs> sure. 
I didn't mean that I only wanted to see that, but I would if it was just one song and that was the song I would go. So yeah, it's a, a bummer not to have that in our set list, knowing that it was in other set lists. But overall, I was I was happy. I mean, I'm not going to complain. It was my first and probably only time I'll ever see Wasp, and you know, we can talk about yeah. some performance aspects if you want. But yeah. um, set list wise, uh, I'm my experience with Wasp in life was very much front loaded in their catalog. So to have them front load their catalog like they did on the set list was fine by me, but I got, I'm thinking you're going to criticize that a little bit because that's well not what you'd like to see. Uh, yeah, and it's you know looking at that that first medley, you know first you you'll look at it and you'd be like oh god you know four song medley, but you know they were as far as I can remember. You know, two verses, two choruses, right? It wasn't just a verse, chorus, bam, they moved on to the next song. So, you know, that medley, maybe maybe that took 10 minutes. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I, You know, I didn't time it. Thought it was interesting. I mean, On Your Knees is a song they have started off with a lot over their over their career. with you i would have preferred they start off with inside the electric circus you know it's got the welcome welcome part of it you know yeah. that kiss kiss ended up copying so many years later with psycho circus and welcome to the show and all that stuff but that that's a cool opener and then the other three songs on your knees the flame and the torture never stops are off of the first album which is is cool i mean i think that's a, a cool way to give a nod to nod to those songs you know, Crazy was supposed to be song two in the original set list, and I thought that would have been a, a nice bridge, you know, kind of from that medley, do a newer song and then go back, and because they play two classics then right in a row with Love Machine and Wild Child. And, you know, then Heaven's Hung in Black, Left Out, Hellion, I Don't Need No Doctor, medley Left Out. 
So, uh, yeah, it it uh, it you know, when you look at it, it seems short because <laughs> the animal fucked like a beast, and the real me was technically a medley, if you recall. Yes, I mean, you know, it, it, which I didn't see it that way on some of the set lists before, so I don't know if that changed or, I, yeah, don't don't know. But of the songs that they played, you know, I'm not gonna. I, I don't think I can really say. I'm disappointed that that song was there. I, I guess I might have wanted it to just be more more of a traditional set list. You know, give me 18 songs or 15 songs or you know full songs would be my would be my only ask, especially with it being a 40th anniversary type tour. So sure, and I mean three songs from one album. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I guess we should talk about this now, but. I mean, it's obvious that Blackie wanted to get this rock opera done. And I mean, he was leaning toward it, the album before, in my opinion. Yes. And so when they when they finally made that album, it was like his, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't know the dude, but it seems to me like he was dying to get that out. And it obviously is reflected in this set list, uh, which I could have predicted that, but it's okay. Which is interesting because, right, that's a concept album. And, you know, how do the songs, you know, the songs are standalone songs, basically. You know, when you do, you know, I know he's he's gone out and done that whole album in mm -hmm. its entirety, which, okay, that's cool. And that makes sense. But and maybe some of, some of that's carryover that they, you know, he knows those, they know those songs, you know, because that was probably the last tour that they did in the States was potentially that that crimson idol yeah good point look look back at it you know so you know elephant in the room and you know we don't need to spend a ton of time <laughs> on on this part of it i mean i you know i'd like you to you know you can make your your comments on it but you know they sounded good and <laughs> andy andy put this very well saying maybe too good <laughs> And actually, though, I and I, I want to say this was after the show. I don't know if it was right after the show, maybe when we were waiting for the Uber, but Matt kind of brought it up first. Right away, he said, <laughs> like he just walked in on, you know, something he didn't want to see. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, boy, I think Blackie was lip syncing most of yeah. that. Yeah. And... It was, I mean, this, the vocal sound was flipping perfect and it just was almost impossible. And then you combine that with the, the mic stand, which is awesome and iconic, but also probably throws a little defense up so you can't quite see his mouth. At least I can't in right. my, in, in my shortness. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and then, combined with a pet peeve of mine, which is the constant backlighting of a stage. And uh, it, they didn't do that constantly, but it was a little more than I like to see of backlighting. Uh, I think it was a good smoke screen for what's happening on a computer somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so I mean, to, you know, to, yeah. So to answer the question, I'll make it quick. Yes, <laughs> there was something there was something going on there and, and not knowing and we talked about it a little bit right is it is it strict is it backing 
tracks? Is there stuff that's just supporting him? Is he flat out lip syncing? Is he singing into something that's then doing whatever to it and and pumping it out through the PA? We don't know, right? I mean, we don't know exactly what it was. But Andy, your you know your your point of of that it sounded you know sounded really good. Not only that, it was powerful. It was always powerful, right? Which when you see somebody live singing, it's not always powerful. They're taking breaths. They're you know whatever whatever it is, it's not always going to be powerful. And I think that was. That was very, very evident. And we talked about, you know, looking back at the tour dates on this tour, there's four shows in a row, five shows in a row, six shows in a row, six shows in a row, five. Uh, no, you know, there's no way. I yeah. mean, he's 60, he's 66. We talked about that. I, I guess, you know, so the vocal stuff isn't a huge issue for me what what's a what's a bigger question that nobody's really focusing on is what's going on with the music <laughs> and we talked about that a little bit you know yeah. with with blackie's guitar was it live sometimes yes i think but other times maybe not because he's also being a showman and right having to yeah. having oh, yeah. to entertain and 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 doing all of that so that part of it, I guess I have, a, I have a bigger issue with, you know, the voice is, is part of the human body that, you know, obviously some, someone needs to take care of and, and all of that stuff to make it last longer. But if, if you're, if you're playing air guitar <laughs> <laughs> up there as well, that, I don't know, that's, that's different. That's different for me. So that, that's, those are my those are my two cents. Did, again, do I have a problem with it? Did it did it uh, ruin the show for me? No, it didn't. Yeah, but... me neither. And as a guy who's never seen Wasp, if if that kind of massaging is what it takes, yeah, for right. Seeing Wasp, probably the only time I ever will. I'll take it every time. I mean, exactly. I wouldn't want to see it over and over and over, but if this is the one time I'm going to see it and knowing there's going to be some, some, a computer help in the back or the front, yeah. uh, I'll take it. So, you know, with regards to that a little bit more, and I, I've got a, a clip of it, you know, before Wild Child, he started that riff and stopped. Yes. And did kind of a did a U-turn, kind of back up on on the mic stand, made a comment, talked into the mic, right? So the mic was live for that moment, and then uh, started into it. Is this something you guys wanted to hear?
started but as we were talking about you know that song starts off with that those arpeggiated guitar chords and it started off with uh you know five or six hi-hat hits <laughs> to get everybody on the same page is kind of what we uh we determined so again whatever whatever they got to do right andy otherwise you wouldn't have you wouldn't have gotten to be able to see them so so the only other thing i'll talk about is the stage show so to quote Blackie in videos and press releases and all that stuff with regards to this tour, we'll take the band and the fans back to where it all started, complete with a stage show extravaganza that many fans never saw live. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what that, I'm not sure what that was. I mean, they had these banners, kind of three levels of them around with song titles and imagery that matched the song titles and a couple of them off to each side fell off and which revealed a couple of video screens at some point i don't remember when that when that was where they were showing lyrics and clips of videos and all that type of stuff so other than the mic stand which the mic stand i don't think was there back 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 in the day i don't remember when that thing came into and he named it Elvis, by the way, Andy. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I kind of forgotten that. Yeah. 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 But he, as we kind of talked about, he hardly did anything with it while yeah. he was on it. I don't even know that he touched it in our show. Is, <laughs> I'm fine with that. But yeah, calling it an extravaganza is, is, is a little bit of a stretch. It's like I, calling, calling yeah. Nebraska football team a football team. <laughs> Right. It's quite the stretch. So that was a little disappointing because I think, you know, I got more of a stage show in 2005 during that American Metal Blast show that uh, that I saw because I think there was some raw meat going on and there was some drinking blood out of a skull or whatever. You know, it was, you know, that type of stuff, you know, would have been would have been kind of interesting to see. So. We did not get the extravaganza. I, by the way, I'm thankful for the lack of raw meat. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> well, there you go. So win-win, win-win <laughs> for, for you. So the only other thing, so the show ended. We kind of hung out a little bit, contacted a Uber, and we were, we were blessed with some interesting music on the way home <laughs> let's just say it wasn't our kind of music and it was a little too loud all <laughs> the way home. yeah it was 16 blaring. miles it was it was blaring definitely yeah. definitely rough and now on to the concert calendar So I mentioned this is the 40th anniversary tour for Wasp. So there are 
obviously more dates with Wasp and Armored Saint in the U.S. So as of the date that this episode drops, November 17th through December 11th, 2022, they will be hitting New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Washington, Ohio, Illinois, Colorado, Nevada, and California. And then in 2023, Wasp is hitting Europe. They were supposed to be there last spring, and that run of dates got postponed. So March 17th through May 18th of 2023, they will hit the UK, Ireland, Spain, the Netherlands, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, Norway, Germany, Switzerland, Italy, Romania, and Bulgaria. Armored Saint does not have any other dates on the books. But if you're interested in any of those shows, go to Armored Saint and Wasp's website for specific city, venue, and ticket information. So again, they're hitting you know, quite a few areas in, in Europe, but something stood out to me <laughs> with, with this. So they're hitting the UK, they're hitting, hitting Sweden, hitting Germany. I'm going to pull those three out. They're playing eight shows in the UK, seven shows in Germany, 11 shows in Sweden. What the fuck? Wow. Now, I checked. Germany has 83 million people. Okay. The UK has 67 million. Uh-huh. Sweden has 10 million. <laughs> All Wasp fans. All Wasp fans. Plus, they played two shows in Sweden. Had to have been festival dates this past kind of summer. And one show in Mexico City, I think. Those were the only other shows besides these North American dates. And then they've got the European stuff coming in 2023. But 11... I, I mean, are there 11 venues in Sweden where they can play? I don't. That's just crazy to me. Maybe burning churches. They're going to play there. <laughs> right. Right. Crazy. I, I just, that just really, as I'm looking at those dates, I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. Wow. Where does Holmes live? He lives over there somewhere. He lives over in France, I think. France. Yeah. I, th I think he lives in France now. It is France, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, yeah, they'll have a blast. Because those those dates were supposed to be before our dates. They were supposed to be last spring, I think. And stuff got moved because stuff was still kind of wacky over over there. So I think they yeah. uh, they moved, it, moved them out a year. So the Europeans can look forward to... To see in wasp in 2023 so now on to the band on the bill spotlight so obviously going to focus on wasp and kind of wanted to get a little bit creative here and do do something a little bit different so taking a look at their 1993 compilation album first blood last cuts so 16 tracks on here and Andy and I are going to go through these and kind of play a little game of keep, remove, replace. And I thought it'd be fun to add a couple more tracks to our 
compilation that we're going to come up with. So we'll have 18. But so the original compilation, this is the track listing. So Animal, Fuck Like a Beast, Love Machine, I Want to Be Somebody, On Your Knees, Blind in Texas, Wild Child, I Don't Need No Doctor, The Real Me, The Headless Children, Mean Man, Forever Free, Chainsaw Charlie, Murder, Murders in the New Morgue, the Idol, Sunset in Babylon, which was previously unreleased, Hold On to My Heart, and closed out with Rock and Roll to Death, which was also previously unreleased. So, interesting, Andy. Three songs from the debut, two from Last Command, one from Inside the Electric Circus, four from Headless Children, four from the Crimson Idol, and then the two previously unreleased tracks I, before getting into it i thought it was interesting the track order love machine before i want to be somebody when i want to be somebody kicks off the album I, you know just that i thought was a little odd same thing with blind in texas coming before wild child on the on this track listing even though wild child kicked off the album and blind in texas was was later but anyway i thought that was I thought that was interesting. So what goes into that? Do you suppose? I, I don't know. And there were a number of remixes for the most part. It sounds like the, the regular versions. So I'm not sure what, what re, uh, re you know, is it remastered or, or I mean, remixed almost sounds like there's some differences remastered to me just, you know, would mean that it's uh, going to sound better, but there's remixes on here. So so I thought it would be the best way to do this is let's just go through the track listing and we can kind of make some comments on these songs as we go through. And then at the end, Andy, I'll have you read your, if it's laid out that way, you can read off your your track listing. So, sure. So Animal Fuck Like a Beast. What would you do? Keep. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's iconic. Uh we, you and I have covered before how I like the fill, so I'm I'm in for the fill. <laughs> have no no complaints with the song being on here. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would I would obviously keep it as well. I mean, strip away, and I yeah, it's funny, Andy. You've talked about filth, and I've talked about novelty songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and you strip away the the novelty. You know, the in the lyrical content is obviously you know extremely obscene it's a kick-ass song <laughs> i mean the riff the verses i mean all you know everything the chorus i mean the only he says you know he says that title kind of right before the chorus it's not actually part of the chorus it's kind of almost a pre-chorus yeah and during the show we didn't talk about it but he didn't say those words
that was for the audience. Yeah, he that's right. He didn't, he didn't say. I mean, because again, I think he's he's kind of found faith, and because I I don't think he had played it. He hasn't played it in 17 years, probably. And he played it, but he didn't sing that part. He let us do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but just yeah, it's just a kick-ass song. Kind of kind of reminds you know from a, a Steel Panther example, right? You you kind of strip away the lyrics and and the goofiness of all that stuff and there's some there's some awesome songs underneath there i i think the i think the same thing here so definitely keep yeah so about love machine i I will say the same for love machine and i want to be somebody i mean those are those are the songs that i first heard from wasp those are the songs that you might say got me into wasp as much as i'm in which is not not much more than a casual fan but yeah I, i'm keeping both of those I, I don't know how you get rid of either of those no no and i'm glad you combined combined those with your with your answer yeah you, you, you can't you can't not have either one of them uh they're both classics they obviously plays them it has always played them live and uh I'd keep them, but and, well, and we'll get to it. But I'd flip the, I'd flip the track order. <laughs> <laughs> it just bothers me. That's so funny that that it just it just drives me crazy that they're reversed for whatever reason. So they are. So now, okay, so here we go. Maybe we'll get into something different. But on your knees, what would you do? I'm dropping it and re- ah. re- replacing it is a uh, more appropriate word with B A D. Or bad, or I don't know <laughs> how to call that title. But I like both songs. I like "On Your Knees." I just like "Bad" better. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That might that might be a Cohen thing because your brother loves that song. Yeah, that's probably where I got it from. Is, I, is, may, and and how funny this is, and you you make fun of me with my memory, but yes. that 2005 show, Matt and I called your brother i think on our way over there to or to that venue i think we did some pre-gaming there we called him and he said put on bad (laughs) so your brother that's the first time i knew that he was a huge fan of that (laughs) song (laughs) so so i would also replace it i would drop and replace it it's a great song it's a it's a good concert opener even though i would have preferred inside the electric circus so but i would replace it with school days okay and you know my my memory of having this cassette i i listened to side one and i would rewind it and listen to side one again. so i side one is ingrained into my head i mean the whole album is good but i know side one better than than side two and a funny story about school days, Andy. I don't know if you I don't know if you know this or not, but the aforementioned neighbor, Matthew. So he he may have actually received that or bought this cassette first. I ended up getting it for Christmas, whatever, 84, 85. But we were over at his house and his grandmother was babysitting. <laughs> and we convinced her that we had a recording of our class 
saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, boy. So we played it for her. <laughs> and then, of course, the song kicks in. And absolutely startled her. <laughs> it was the best... <laughs> Is the best way, but that there you go. That's uh, that's that's a that's a young Matthew and I um, in the in the mid '80s tormenting, not tormentor, right? Uh, yeah, on side too. Um, his uh, his grandmother with with school days, but oh, I I love that song. Love the his screams. I mean, in there about making the grade and. A fire bell is ringing. Hell, I'd sure love to see it blaze, burn it down. <laughs> All that. I mean, thinking about that, I'm surprised Tipper Gore didn't go crazy. He's, you know, he's singing about burning down a school yeah, or whatever. But uh, always had, loved that song. <laughs> he had a lot to choose from with with Wasp. <laughs> she did, she did. But yeah, that's what I would. That's what I would do there. So next up, actually, yeah, Andy, Blind in Texas and Wild Child. Yeah, same as what I same said. Same thing. Above. Yeah. yeah, I think obviously to use your word, there's a lot of fatigue there, especially with "Blind in Texas." For me, um, I, I don't need to listen to that song anymore necessarily. But you, I'm also not getting rid of it. Same with and "Wild Child." I love. I mean that. Yeah, I'm always going to listen to that song. <laughs> right. Yeah. So again, I'd flip them. And I'll I'll do that when I read off my my stuff. You know, Blind in Texas, as, as commercially successful as it was, that old school kind of rock and roll vibe to it. You know, yeah. it's just it's very simple. I, I I've talked about it on on the podcast. I'm not a huge fan when bands do that stuff, but I mean, just the the campiness maybe of the song you're talking about drinking and cities in texas and, and stuff and then that breakdown in the middle you know where he's saying i could use another one of these and the bartender says you're dreaming and black is like what <laughs> he's like it's time to go home it's time to do what all that i don't want to go home fun. i don't want to go home yeah all this stuff so anyway it's 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 clever and it comes across well live you know with a with an audience obviously and then wild child Nothing more to say. Perfect song from my standpoint. But yeah, I just switched the track order <laughs> uh, on it because it drives me crazy. All right. So I don't need no doctor, which is, you know, it, a lot of people have covered it. You know, I think Ray Charles did it first, but then Humble Pie. And, you know, I mean, it's it's a song that's been around. What are your thoughts? Normally, I would say what I always say, which is I'm a sucker for covers and I am, but for me, this is just okay. So I'd replace it with school days. Oh, nice. So I, I won't rehash that whole conversation, but yeah. yes. how do you leave school days off? I, then? Don't oh, I, don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. Totally agree. So I don't need no doctor and you know, the real me is, is next. So I guess maybe I'll say this once. There will be no cover songs on my compilation. <laughs> I could have predicted that in advance. <laughs> well, I mean, we're just dealing with five albums from Wasp, but they've got enough material I don't need. So sorry, Ray, and sorry, Pete. <laughs> not, uh, not, not gonna have any, not gonna have any cover songs on my album. So, 
I'm replacing I Don't Need No Doctor, which again was the only song they had from Inside the Electric Circus on this compilation. Doesn't make any sense. No sense. So I'm replacing it with Inside the Electric Circus. Nice. Just a great song. Even though it was funny, I obviously had the first two albums and I can remember. So what? This would have come out in 86, I think. So we were in middle school. I remember people having it or bringing it, you know, the cassette to school or whatever. And kind of a goofy cover um, album art on it. And I, I, I don't remember it at all, really. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't buy it at the time. Obviously, went back. But inside the electric circus, like I talked about, the whole kind of circus theme and bid you welcome and all that stuff is is kick ass. So, love the song. So, moving yeah. on to the real me. Obviously, we know where I stand. And go ahead. You're going to replace it. I'm going to replace it with the heretic, the lost child. Okay. Which is the the opener for the headless children long song i know everybody it's a long song but it works you know yeah long minute long intro you know some weird sound effects in there almost sounds like a some sort of winged creature (laughs) noises in there but anyway i yeah i i the chorus is good it's uh good harmonies you see in their eyes, they're the lost child, all that stuff. But then in the middle, if you're familiar with this song, Andy, in the middle, it's got that, there's a breakdown where it takes a complete left turn. Yeah. And, you know, that those arpeggiated chords and that, or whatever, you know, it's just very melodic. But I, and then it comes back, you know, ends up coming back to the, to the regular part of the song, but love that song. So that's what I would, that's what I would do there. I kept the real me. I'm a sucker for covers. And I think this is one, I'm not a musician. I don't really know, but I feel like this would be hard to do it well. And I love the cover. I love their rendition of it. Wouldn't change a thing about it. So I'm keeping. Yeah. No. And yeah, I guess I didn't really comment on that one because I made my, my uh, point that I wasn't keeping covers, but this cover it's awesome (laughs) and he's obviously a huge fan of the who and with regards to concept albums and quadrophenia specifically but yeah they nail it and you know you got to have a good drummer (laughs) if you're gonna you're gonna cover a who song it yeah it's a it's a great song i'm just not having any cover songs so fair enough all right next up so the title cut from the aforementioned Headless Children album. What would you do? I'm replacing it with Widowmaker. Ooh, nice. I I just think, I I get where Blackie was kind of going here. Uh, I mean, obviously he's heading in a direction with the band um and the songwriting is changing along with it and and that's all fine like that's part of the evolution that happens to bands and i could respect that but i didn't come to wasp for the two minute intro and so this is kind of where there's a two minute intro and there's a lot of those coming up and i just think if i want five minutes before there's a lyric then i'll just put rush on and be done with it and (laughs) 
So I went with Widowmaker here in the slot nine. Yep. So Headless Children, and yeah, we'll talk about the uh, song later a little bit, but I'm replacing it as well. And I'm going with The Rock Rolls On, which Ooh. is kind of out of nowhere, and it's off of Inside the Electric Circus. So yeah, my, my, my track listing will be a little bit different when I read it off, where these songs will be kind of together. But this song, the again, upbeat rocker, and the chorus is lots of blackies overlapping each other and so i guess technically they could pull it off live so <laughs> but uh i don't great just a great song i mean it's simple it's chaotic a little bit kind of at the end where again like i said you know the the way they they produce this they had his voices kind of harmonizing with each other and then another one kind of overlapping it so a little bit chaotic at times but just a jam to me so i throw it on there great kind of a wild card oh uh, that's good yeah so that brings us to mean man what do you mean got? man yeah what do you got i'm, I'm keeping, keeping it, it. <laughs> it's yeah, freaking keeping. awesome if there was a song missing from the set i mean there is no, there is like there's not one no one fault in this song yeah no excuse <laughs> not to play that live i mean you know again the the motherfucking man part you know i mean you do that you're i mean back then i don't know if they could edit that stuff you know if they were gonna potentially pl try to get it on a radio or video or whatever but it's yeah. still it just kicks you in the face it's just a great great rocker agreed so next up, Forever Free. This is uh, somewhat of a, a attempt at a at a power ballad, right? And I'm replacing it. I don't think it's a terrible song. I'm just replacing it with Cries in the Night, which I think is a better song. Ooh, nice. Still kind of on the mellow side. Yeah, fits well in that spot. That's what I'm going with. So. I'm keeping it. I adore this song. And I can still remember. I didn't, again, I didn't buy Electric Circus, Headless Children, Crimson Idol until later. So went back and rediscovered this stuff. But I remember this video. Uh, just his voice <laughs> and, and the pre-chorus. I mean, the chorus is good, but the pre-chorus is good. And, but they, te you know, I, I love the arrangement of intro to the song verse pre-chorus and then they kind of you know teasing the chorus but then they go back to the verse and that's what he does here and the second verse of this song 12 second stretch uh, it just it gets me i get chills Again, his vocal is just is just so good. So anyway, and the chorus is great. And a cool there's a cool solo on here. Chris Holmes is still in the fold and just cool, cool song. 
So Chainsaw Charlie murders in the new morgue. I'm, I'm replacing. Oh. <laughs> I'm replacing with Inside the Electric Circus, which you already covered. Oh. But it's, there you uh, go. I don't know how they, yeah, they kind of ignored it. But um, I like the Chainsaw Charlie song. It's long. You're you're going with long songs, which is like got to be horrifying for you. It, it is. It is a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> It is long song and the chainsaw sound effects. I guess technically, I don't know. Was this a after or before Jackal? I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. That's uh, something either. I should have. I should have probably looked up. But the lead melodies in there, kind of Maiden esque, and of course the, you know, murders in the new morgue versus the Rue morgue piece. I don't know if there's any connection any connection there or not but yeah i've uh i've always liked it it's it is long they could they could cut out some of that outro at the end where they're not even doing the chorus they're just kind of singing hey 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 in the melody of the chorus and you know the sound effects at the beginning could all be cut yeah you know make it probably make it a five and a half minute song instead of 750 so but i am keeping it all right so next up, the idol. I'm keeping. I I couldn't delete all these songs um, from the concept album. So this is my one I'm keeping. <laughs> it, gotcha. Trying to trying to give Blackie his due respect for what he seemingly wanted to get out there for many years and finally did. Yep. And it's a great song. It's long. It is. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so I'm actually removing it. And again, this is the one that's got all the stuff in the, the intro and the outro stuff. Yeah, which, again, part of the concept piece of it. So you could cut that stuff off to put it on a compilation. But I'm replacing it with The Invisible Boy. Uh-huh. You know, I, again, stuff I, my note, stuff off Crimson Idol, tough to include as individual songs. But I think this is... Blackie's chance where he was tr actually trying to write the real me <laughs> part two. Yes. I mean, musically it sounds very similar to that song. Yeah. I just think it's a, I think it's a cool, cool rocker. So yeah, hell yeah. So next up sunset in Babylon. So this is one of the previously unreleased tracks. I got rid of it. Uh, I mean, most likely due to lack of familiarity with it. Yeah. So there's just no history there. And I replaced it with 9-5 Nasty, the filth. Give me the filth. <laughs> That's filth. Yep. So I got rid of it as well. Again, you know, this is, you know, kind of old school rock and roll type song. I mean, it's fine, but the flame is better. So I replaced it with the flame. Nice. Which I was happy that we got that at least in the medley of yeah. uh, of the show because I mean those yeah that chorus until the flame burns out and later on in that song there's kind of delay on his voice with the outs. It's that's that gets me, gets me every time. Love it. You're a sucker for delay. I am. So next up, hold on to my heart. I got rid of it. 
Oh, Andrew. Yeah. I know. I, re I replaced it with another Crimson Idol song, The Gypsy Meets the Boy. Which cool song, yeah. Is a, yeah, kind of a, a mostly mellow uh, song with some build, but uh, I like that better. Yeah, yeah. So I'm keeping it. Acoustic song, obviously. Blackie sounds great. You know, didn't talk about who who's playing on these albums, but a, a shout out to Bob Kulik, which is Bruce Kulik's brother from Kiss fame. So he played on this. He played all the leads on this album, and that's a great melodic solo in that song. So I'm keeping it. You got the Kiss bias. I get Kiss it. vibes. Yes, yes. So then the last track on the original 16 track album was the other unreleased song. So rock and roll to death. So I'd remove it. Okay. Again, I, I feel bad that I guess I'm getting rid of both quote unquote new songs, but I'm getting rid of it and putting Jack action in there okay. yeah. off of the last command, which back on, whatever episode the wasp show that i covered did a which side are you on on last command and wild child and jack action were my two favorite songs when i was a kid so gotta gotta include it it's a it's got a great riff and you know the machine gun sound effects at the end must have had the pmrc going crazy so i'm uh, for sure yeah <laughs> what about you i replaced it also but i replaced it with a dark horse man eater oh yeah that song is different man it's like oh yeah it's like thrashy and so they kind of pulled it off in my opinion so uh, kudos to them pulling off a sort of a thrash song out of nowhere yeah so i definitely on there all right so then i i threw on that we had, could have a couple bonus tracks on here so we're not keeping anything replacing anything we're just adding basically so my first one is the title cut off of the last command which i feel is an underrated song for whatever reason gets gets forgotten but i, I think part of the reason is because it's buried in the album <laughs> it's like track <laughs> it's like track eight you know out of ten which is a real loser spot um in in a track listing but i think it's i just it's it's a little a little bit different um kind of has a twisted sister feel to it and anyway always always liked that song and kind of an underdog pick but that's i went that was my first one how about you my first one is i am one. Oh, nice yeah which I think is a great song. I mean, there's obviously, he's got an end bomb in the lyrics, so that's a no-go. But yeah. if if you can somehow delete that out, uh, replace it or something, the rest of that song is damn near perfect in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, great, great track. So then my last one, I'm, and I may have cheated, but that's okay. <laughs> well because i mean it technically shows up 
It's a seven inch B side. <laughs> <laughs> but it shows up on actually I think I've got it on my actual on my iPod, but I was listening to some of this stuff on my phone, so it's on Apple Music too. So Flesh and Fire. And it's technically off of Inside the Electric Circus. So it's the 13th track on there. So it's kind of a bonus track. So other than, and it's (laughs) mid-tempo, but other than the cheesy-ass lyrics, which Gene Simmons would be proud about (laughs) baseball, (laughs) him trying to... Yeah, he was trying to parallel baseball and sex. So, but anyway, the chorus I think is so good. The underlying riff in there, flesh and fire, fire, I want you. And then there's a couple chord hits. Come on, give it to me, burn me with your love, whatever. Again, I guess maybe we're talking about SM stuff here. I don't know. I don't know. Come on, hurt me, honey. I want what it does. Flesh and fire. So, but anyway, that uh, that chorus is infectious to me. Can't get it out of my head. So that's uh, that's my last pick. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you bent the law because so did I. Nice. And you're gonna hate this. This is gonna keep you. You're not even gonna sleep tonight because of this. My last song is Locomotive Breath. No! No! I I just about said it. I just about said that out loud to you when you said you're going to hate me. Yeah, you should have. You know, that was on some like reissue. Right. Uh, So it doesn't it doesn't really count in the first five albums. But to cover Toll, I don't know. You got to be pretty brave. I oh think, yeah! Oh I mean, yeah! You're, you're covering a band that's led by a flute. I mean, <laughs> figure that out. And I, right. love, I, I love the original of that too. I think they did a fine job covering it. So that's what I went with to end. Good nice. ending song. I think. Nice. All right. So there we go. I guess that that got you to know those first five albums really good. Yeah, that was work for me, but <laughs> it's a good kind of work. Let's read our albums here. So I'll go first. And I think, yeah, let's see. Did I actually put them? It looks like I put them in chronological order. So Animal Fuck Like a Beast, I Want to Be Somebody, Love Machine, The Flame, School Days, Wild Child, Jack Action, Blind in Texas, The Last Command, Inside the Electric Circus, The Rock Rolls On, Flesh and Fire, The Heretic, The Lost Child, Mean Man, Forever Free, The Invisible Boy, Chainsaw Charlie, and Hold On to My Heart. 18. Nailed it. Mine will not be in necessarily (laughs) order, but uh, Animal Fuck Like a Beast, Love Machine, I Want to Be Somebody, B.A.D., Blind in Texas, Wild Child, School Days, The Real Me, Widowmaker, Mean Man, Cries in the Night, Inside the Electric Circus, The Idol, Nine Five Nasty, The Gypsy Meets the Boy, Man Eater, I Am One, and Locomotive Breath. Locomotive Breath. 
you knew I was going there. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, because that, that kind of played into the pre-gaming sure a little did. bit indirectly, right? So yes. there you go. So now on to the Slam Fest tip of the week. So real-time show, pre-gaming, and there were three of us together going through choosing songs and drinking beers. It was fun. So yeah, this was room gating, which it uh, had to be. And we did a Basically. fireball shot. And we did a fireball shot, but... Yeah, I, yeah, the uh, yeah. If we would have done pre-gaming, we would have popped the tailgate in the Harpo's parking lot. I'm not sure, <laughs> and that would have been a good idea. So, <laughs> so of course, I generally have a theme, and it was funny leading up to the show. I was thinking, yeah, should I, you know, dabble in some family tree type songs of bands, you know, or members that have been in this band and then started thinking about shock rock stuff and and then i thought well this is the 40th anniversary tour and that made me scratch my head for a second i said 40 wait a second first album came out in 84 but they're saying that then when they actually the inception of the band which was 1982 so i went with 1982 (laughs) as my as my theme and then later on kind of dabbled in some family tree band member type type songs and i don't think matt didn't really have a theme and andy you kind of were swerving in and out of one i have no themes i represent (laughs) the amateur fan who likes hits and likes covers and i'll wear it proudly so we drew, so I, we, I had some Kiss coasters, and I put the second trilogy albums face down, and we drew those coasters, and via chronological order was the order that we went. So it was Matt, me, and Andy. So, with regards to Matt's song selections, so After the Bomb by Warlock, Demise of Sanity by BLS, The Pack is Back, Raven, Dirty Weapons, Killer Dwarfs, American Witch, Rob Zombie, Follow Your Heart, Triumph, Vengeance is Mine, Alice Cooper, Not a Minute Too Soon, Vixen, Long Live the Loud, Exciter, Gangland, Maiden, Evil Walks, ACDC, No Bone Movies, Ozzy, Fantasy, Aldenova, Slip of the Lip, Rat, Bloodstone, Judas Priest, Hotwire, Kicks, and finished up with King of the Nighttime World by Kiss. So what was interesting about Matt's, so he kind of kind of swerved in and out of <laughs> some different themes. He was playing, you know, kind of playing some Sunset Strip stuff, but then got into a Canada thing since we could see the Ambassador Bridge from our <laughs> hotel room and playing some Canadian stuff. And then... Andy, of course, figured out my theme. And as soon as that got out there, these guys, I mean, this is the best way I can describe this, is that Matt and Andy, just think of Matt and Andy as being the drive-through. 
in Lethal Weapon 2, and I was Joe Pesci's character. Can I give you two guys a friendly piece of advice, okay? Don't ever go up to the drive-thru, okay? Always walk up to the counter. You know why? Okay, 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 okay. They fuck you at the drive-thru, okay? They fuck you at the drive-thru. They know you're going to be miles away before you find out you got fucked. So I think I figured out when you where you figured out what I was doing, Andy. But anyway, here were my songs. Mothra by Anvil, Black Tiger, YNT, Metal Days, Man of War, Feel It, UFO, Bad Boys, Ragdolls, Crocus, Restless and Wild, Except, Video Inspiration, Axe, Power, Rainbow, Anything You Want, April Wine, Samurai, Michael Shanker Group, Blackout, Scorpions, Not for the Innocent, The Demo, by Kiss, Buried Alive, Venom, I Don't Need Love, Sammy Hagar, Call Me, Diamond Head, Get With It, Chris Holmes, Violent New Breed, Where Angels Suffer, and Snowblind by Ozzy. And then I've got this at the bottom, Don't Change in Excess. <laughs> and this was Andy, bless his heart, went down to get our pizza and the guy got lost or they had the wrong address or whatever so andy kind of missed at least a song selection i think in his absence i played don't change by <laughs> nxs which was which uh, there's some history there with that song with us and plus it was from 1982 so there you go there you go so, hey, andrew yeah when you miss your turn song <laughs> selecting there are no excuses you just miss it you just miss it yeah we don't wait we don't wait for you. So I started with you took the words right out of my mouth by Meatloaf because I was drawing this connection between <laughs> Meatloaf and Blackie and his Brock opera, some of which to me sounds like Meatloaf, which is not a bad it, thing. No, and it does. And that was a revelation to Matt and I. We, we had never thought about it, but it was absolutely true. And he sounds like Blackie sounds like Meatloaf. There are parts of it where he does. So. Mm -hmm. Then uh, Locomotive Breath, just to piss off Brad, and then Too Young <laughs> to Fall in Love by Motley. Murders in the Rue Morgue, of course, with obvious reference, uh, that by Maiden. I by Black Sabbath. No, I'm just, and there's no reason for that other than that's a great song. Yep. Hold the Line by Toto, uh, which is a band that I'm gonna see for the first time here in a few months. Drop Dead Legs. Van Halen, uh, You're in Love, Rat, Red Sector A by Rush. So now I guess I went to the Canadian theme that Matt brought up. SMF, Twisted, um, Battery, Metallica, You Got Lucky by Petty, Iron Fist by Motorhead, Just Let Me Rock, Saxon, Killing Is My Business, Megadeth, and My Generation, The Who. And that was a live version, I think, that you pulled. So I think... It was video inspiration by Axe, Andy, I think, where you called me out. Yeah. You said, are you doing a year? <laughs> and I you said, were, yeah. <laughs> you weren't moving. You were not moving on the, on the, all that stuff was the same time frame. Right. Well, and, and what was funny, too, is, is, you know, as soon as the theme had been revealed, then it was yeah then it was fair game and that's that's when these guys started to fuck me whether they were playing songs from 82 or playing songs by bands that 
big bands, you know, from that had albums in 82. Because we, we try not to repeat the same artist, but it happens. And that's that's fine. But like, yeah, Matt was like, how could you not have played Bloodstone? <laughs> <laughs> Judas Priest. So that's why he that's why he played it uh later on, but it was on my it was definitely on my radar. But uh yeah, it was fun. I mean that's a that's a shitload of songs. We were having fun. It was a great time. And you know, it's uh, for me these are always similar in the sense that I'm very clear-headed in the beginning. I have some plan or I'm formulating some plan, but somewhere around two thirds of the way through, then I'm just like, you know, gravity has taken hold and I'm just falling down a hole somewhere and I can barely keep up with the song selecting and I don't know what the hell's going on and it's always my turn and (laughs) stressful. Yeah. That's, that's where the drinking comes in. That's what's supposed to relax you. Well, uh, it relaxes me, but you get sloppy. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, good, good stuff uh, by everybody. And again, the goal, my my goal at all with these things is to just have a variety, you know, just have a variety of stuff. And of course, this theme made me, and I like to make myself go back and focus on something. And it's fun for me. I mean, the last time I heard probably the 90% of the songs I played, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been cool. a long time, you know. So that's kind of that's kind of the point for for me. So so now to close this episode out with a which side are you on? This might be a first, Andy. I guess I didn't check. I mean, normally this is an album, right? And I put side one against side two, but I know we've. We've taken a side, you know, from the same artist, but aside from one album and put it up against another one of their albums sides. I've, I've done that before, but I don't know if I've ever done this. So we're going to take side one off of a Wasp album and put it up against side one of an Armored Saint album. So I, I don't believe that I've ever attempted this. So here we go. So here side go. one from the Headless Children versus side one from symbol of salvation so little little background headless children released april 1989 produced by blackie lawless charted at number 48 and no certifications symbol of salvation released may 14th of 91 andy that was right around (laughs) our last day of high school yeah within a few days (laughs) yeah Produced by Dave Jordan, no charting or certifications at all from that album. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about Wasp and obviously looking at these songs on side one, I think all of them came up in our other discussion, except, I mean, the Headless Children is on that compilation and we both dumped it and then Thunderhead is also on side one which we didn't uh didn't talk about but i got overall thoughts on on that side andy it's a weird opener uh it's a good song as you mentioned but yeah 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 uh, got a couple different parts to it i mean i i say weird it wouldn't be weird for iron maiden to have an opener 
or like this, but it's it seemed to me weird for coming from Wasp. And then then I love the real me, but to have a cover as your second song, it's, it's kind of bizarre. Uh, so that that's my opening thoughts. And then Headless Children, remember that person waiting in line for Harpos? They're like, I'm just here to see Headless Children. <laughs> Yes, I do. Now that you bring it up, poor sucker didn't get it. Didn't but, get it. <laughs> no, I think that's a that's a good song. It's long, uh, but it it's good, and and um, I have no complaints about it. I think Thunderhead is good, not great. I can't quite find the hook in there for me. And then, of course, Mean Man freaking rules. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. the class to the side. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, you you made a comment, Andy, that he you know he was he was wanting to make the concept album. You know, this was obviously a bridge, I think, from the '80s stuff. Those first three albums, you know, getting to Crimson Idol, which is why you've got a couple seven-minute songs, you know, on this on this first side. I think, yeah, I think he was going down that that path so already kind of commented on the first two tracks headless children i mean is this not a it, to me the intro sounds dio ish and the riff sounds like 80s sabbath I, you know it's kind of kind of a kind of an iomi somewhat of a slow yes temple feel to it and again there's a lot of eerie shit going on back there i don't know if it's crying <laughs> babies and all that stuff. I mean, at one point, the song kind of sounded like Ozzy's "Believer," I, I, you know, somewhat, you know, the kind of the intro as well. But anyway, kind of an epic. You mentioned Maiden. I think you mentioned Maiden on this one, but "Last Buck Thirty sounds like Maiden to me. So, not a bad song, but you know, not uh, not great. Great. Same thing with me with Thunderhead. Again, that piano intro is interesting. And then obviously it kicks into a heavy song. You were asking about the hook. <sighs> yeah, I, I have a hard time finding it too because there's those hey, hey, hey's the haze. in there and the oh no's or whatever, but it doesn't quite <laughs> hook. It's, there's not, it doesn't hook you. I mean, it's kind of there, but it doesn't, I don't know. And the spoken word part, nah. I don't know. Doesn't doesn't do a ton for me. And then Mean Man, like we've talked about, is a badass song. So anyway, those are my kind of general thoughts on that side. So here's the question. Was this the first time you had heard Symbol of Salvation? Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Without a doubt. So that right away, that's not fair, right? Because Sometimes you have to listen to it for a hundred times or six <laughs> times. Or I probably listen to it six times, but yeah. you have to give it some time and some space. And I definitely didn't do that. But I'm going to have a very unpopular take because I, I think the songs that were popular, I, I don't like at all. <laughs> uh, and I don't know what it is. It's something something about it. The, the songwriting or the... I don't know, like if if Steve Harris is 
writing for his PhD. This is like writing in sixth grade or something. I don't. It just doesn't work for me. Which I feel bad saying that because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But Rain of Fire, I I don't like the the chorus dropping like flies is really bad for me. Um, then it gets better. So last train home, I okay, that's good. Tribal dance, I don't like. Uh, the chorus is just too weird. Um, but the five, six, and seven tracks, the truth always hurts. The instrumental and another day, I really like those a lot. So this gets better as time goes by for me. Uh, but I think the songs that I like the least are their quite Art, popular yeah. songs. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Rain of Fire, they kick the show off with. Yeah. Um, as we were in line. Well, as we were in line. So, so we missed it. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of that song. Dropping Like Flies. It, <laughs> Andy, I've got Total Jam. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I don't know. I guess here's a question for you. I wonder, is it the, so the chorus you know, gather up and, you know, take a sigh, see them drop and drop and like fly eyes. Does that bother you? Like the, the fact that they're whole, you know, kind of holding that. I don't, to me that maybe sounds like something that would rub you the wrong way. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I just haven't listened to it enough, but <laughs> it doesn't sound good to me. Just the chorus, right? I think the I, song is okay, but I don't know. It's like if you put a gun to my head and said, write a song, this is what I'd come up with. <laughs> and then back in the backing vocals, find revenge as, and then, you know, he's screaming sweet as pie. I don't know. I, for whatever reason, somehow that, that hooked me. Right, so, I mean, this is by far at this point of their career, I think is probably by far the most accessible armored saint album. So it's more commercial, which may rub you the wrong way too. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, from from that standpoint, Last Train Home is, yeah. I mean, that's a hell. That's almost that's like a pop rock song. I mean, I love it. I think it's a great song, but it's it's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty commercial sounding. Tribal dance. I know where you're. I know what you're saying. With the 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 chorus is hard. I, I think it's kind of funky. That, that song Very. has kind of a funky feel. I mean, the content, too, I thought was kind of interesting. Obviously, it's talking about Colombian drug cartels and talking about coffee beans were our trade, but the market prefers cocaine and all that stuff. So I thought that kind of was interesting, at, at least from kind of the way they the, they wrote their lyrics for that song. But I, I hear you. The chorus is, I don't know, kind of disjointed uh, to me. Truth always hurts. So let's see, you said that you like the last three, right? Best, yeah. Yeah. So that riff in that song, it it reminded me of something and I cannot place it. It almost sounded you know, hair bandish, something from late 80s. But I mean it just kept, you know, it was just dry that same riff kind of was driving throughout the whole song, which again, not a bad, not a bad thing. So yeah, I mean I dug that song, but I I thought the instrumental, which was, it was fine, but I it didn't make a lot of sense 
to what it was kind of leading into or where it was on the album because getting into another day <laughs> and i i i thought that this sounds like it's caught between and again i know the first it's a six minute song the first half is really pretty mellow and then it kicks in but it's like caught in between the 80s and 90s of what it wanted <laughs> of what it wanted to me because it almost sounded at times in the chorus like a 90s alternative song but this is 1991 this is before all that stuff i don't know it it had those underlying ah uh, ah uh, you know some background ahs uh, back there of <laughs> i don't know it didn't work and then it kicks in at about that three minute mark but i i i put here that it was too late <laughs> to, <laughs> to save it so kind of yeah it kind of interesting this the our our takes on this album but i i like it's interesting to hear yours you know specifically being again i haven't listened to this you know a ton but i it's it's you know probably a go-to for armored saint for me and again probably because it's it's more accessible um yeah a little bit more commercial sounding so so i probably know where you're heading i'm going with the wasp album which will be no surprise to anybody listening but yeah uh, but as wasp albums go this is not this is not a great side one it's, he's he's caught between the old and the where he's going which is fine i mean exactly that's part, of, part of what yeah. has to happen yeah yeah it's definitely not their best material. Yeah. Well, and again, I'm right there too. I, I mean, I think the wasp stuff, the good, the stuff that's good on that first side is 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 stronger than than this stuff on. And again, yeah, that that last those last couple songs on the Armored Saint thing kind of hurt it for me. But I again, I, yeah, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of the Armored Saint album, but I think the wasp material is stronger. So there you go. Our first attempt at comparing two different bands, two different albums. Yeah, it's it's definitely not. My opinion is worth nothing. Having essentially <laughs> zero. My apologies to the Armored Saint fans. <laughs> no. All right, Andy. Thank you. You're welcome. For recapping. It was, it was a kick-ass weekend. We had it was, a lot of fun. It was fun. Thanks again for having me on. Thanks for thanks for being here. Has anyone seen the Wasp? 40th anniversary tour with Armored Saint opening in 2022. If so, when and where and what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from that show? What are your thoughts on Wasp's 1993 16-track compilation album, First Blood, Last Cuts? How would you change this compilation using 18 tracks from the band's first five studio albums? And last but not least, what are your thoughts on the first side of Wasp's fourth studio album, The Headless Children, from 1989, versus the first side of Armored Saint's fourth studio album, Symbol of Salvation, from 1991? Which one do you prefer? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com or request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs>